0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Sounds Like Comics. The podcast devotes to all things comic books in movies and TV. I'm Luke.
1: And I'm Jay. Welcome to the podcast.
0: Today's topic, Street Fighter, the 1994 film based on the video game series of the same name produced by Capcom. The film stars Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raoul Julia. In his final theatrical role, along with supporting performances by Byron Mann, Damien Chapa, Kylie Minogue, Ming Na Wen, and Wes Studi, this is your warning. We will be talking spoilers.
1: Yeah, this was a this was my suggestion. Uh, I recall this film from my childhood, uh, being a big video game fan. Um, i played some street fighter in my day i haven't played it for a long time but this is a thing especially back on the the original playstation they released street fighter versus x-men and street fighter 2 turbo edition and all these things so me and my brother and my friends and a lot of time beating the crap out of each other on that, and you know back then with it the, still the D pads doing our quarter circles and half circles and stuff, <laughs> wearing massive blisters into our thumbs. So yeah, of course, <laughs> I uh, I've always had a soft spot for the for the um the franchise, and I recall some really corny but like one a uh, fascinating dialogue, and I made the suggestion like, oh, they definitely a thousand percent have Street Fighter comic books. Maybe we should cover it. And here we are, the 1994 film. Uh, some interesting stuff. I want to get up on the, Yeah, like you said, this was unfortunately Raul Julia's final film. He agreed to do this movie because his kids were big fans of the games and he, want, he did the film for them so they could have something to remember him by, something he hoped they'd enjoy. Which um, is really
0: cool. I mean, He's done the Adams Family and Adams Family values. But if the kids, his kids are fans or were fans of Street Fighter, it's really good that he did this.
1: Yeah. Um, And despite the fact that he was suffering severely from stomach cancer at the time, uh, according to everyone on set, he was a delight, even staying after they'd wrapped uh, for the day and hanging out with the cast and crew and playing games and, like, just phenomenal. Uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, not so much. At the time, he was going through, he was eight point eight million $8 million of the film's $35 million budget, and he had a $10,000 US uh, a week cocaine habit.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Uh... You know, Van Dam is the reason why, we are reviewing this because you're right. This was your suggestion. We recently reviewed Universal Soldier, and that's where this movie came up. And before that, we reviewed The Expendables 2, where he plays the bad guy
1: villain. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great name. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he did this. Capcom were insistent they believed from the get go that. Jean Claude Van Damme should have played Guile uh, because he was approached at the same time to play Johnny Cage for the Mortal Kombat film. That's and right. Where we-, we are today, I can say with confidence, he probably should have picked Mortal Kombat. He should it have. Was I a mean, it's... far more successful film.
0: Yes. And a far more better film. I mean, this came out in 94. We got Mortal Kombat. But that didn't come out until about what, 97? Oh no! Was that ninety five? No, no, because it would have been it was ninety five
1: because we had Mortal Kombat Annihilation in like ninety seven. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, so this, yeah, yeah so this would have been the year before we got Mortal Kombat, which yeah is absolutely the far superior film. Yeah, so that came out in ninety five. It, it would have been a good Luke Cage. I mean, what they had to change for this film is. Not have Ryu <laughs> will not have Ryu and Ken be main characters. I mean, of course, yeah. they're still in it, but Guile was never the main character. But if you're casting Van Damme and he's a star, and from what you say, they're paying him as much as they did. Wow! So they had, yeah, they made many many changes. And, you know, and this was actually one of two Street Fighter films released in '94. They also did street fighter 2 the animated movie also came out in the same year and this story although yes made changes is closely well well trying to adapt street fighter 2 so that's what they were using for the inspiration i mean this film again came out in 94 was commercially successful with a worldwide box office gross approximately three times its production cost home video releases and tv broadcasts were also profitable while it earned capcom a return of 165 million from the box office and home media it was poorly received by critics and fans for its campy tone unfaithfulness to the source material and overblown effects however Julia's performance as M. Bison was singled out for widespread acclaim and garnered him a posthumous nomination for Best Supporting Actor at the Saturn Awards. The film, as you say, was his final theatrical performance. But the film did dedicate this film to, to his memory. So financially, it was profitable, but it was never a film that they were going to make a sequel to, although apparently at one time there was talks of a sequel. In 2003, Jean-Claude Van Damme was actually working on the sequel, Street Fighter 2 for Universal, which had released the original. Several cast members had been hired to join him in the sequel, including his Universal Soldier co-star Dolph Lundgren in a unrevealed role, Australian actress Oliver Lance would have replaced Kyla Minogue as Cammie White, and Damien Chapper would have reprised his role as Ken Masters. Byron Mann was also reportedly in talks to return as Ryu. However, after a few years of trying to get the sequel off the ground, the project never materialised and any plans for a sequel were scrapped in favour of a reboot. Did you ever watch Street Fighter. The Legend of Chun Li that came out in 2009.
1: No, although I have watched the uh, one of the many uh, smash cuts on YouTube showing all the terrible lines from is it Chris Klein who plays he's in it uh, that's right
0: Chris Klein's yeah. in it but playing Chun Li yeah. smallville actress Kristen Kruick. <laughs>
1: Yeah, wow. that's one of the reasons I never saw it. I'm like, well, she's not Chon Lee. That doesn't make any sense. Also, but the reason I've watched those smash cuts of Chris Line specifically is because his line delivery was so bad. It's great. It's ironically phenomenal.
0: He's always he's, had yeah. a particular line reading. Like going back to American Pie, like he just had a particular way of delivering lines, and I guess he carried that throughout his Career and he popped he popped up and he popped up as a villain in the Flash TV series. Like he was a big bad <laughs> in that for a time. Similar line delivery there as well. Yeah. But yeah, so they never got to do the sequel. But we've got you know this film directed by Stephen E. D. Souza. He's known for writing several high-profile action films in the 80s and 90s, notably 48 Hours, Commando. The Running Man, Die Hard, and Die Hard to Die Harder. He also did Hudson Hawk with Bruce Willis and Judge Dredd, which we've reviewed on the podcast.
1: Yeah. Man. Uh, he also wrote this. So I wonder if there was supposed to be another director involved and due to bad budget constraints, because I heard once they'd cast, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Raul Julia, they were basically out of money for other actors. And so they filled it with unknowns. Right. Um, so I'm wondering if that also affected the, the, the director. They're like, uh, you know, he has some experience and we can't really afford anyone at this point. You know, do you mind? I mean, he is, <laughs> I mean, he is
0: a writer. So maybe it's like, hey, can you can you direct? I don't know if anyone else was in in the in the running, but I did read something along the lines of they just needed more money to finish yeah. this movie. And he was essentially giving his fee to the cast.
1: Because yeah, he, yeah he I did, did see that. He deferred his fee.
0: That's right. Yes, he's like, hey, I'm going to continue to direct this movie, but we need the cast and this is how we're going to do it. I mean, again, it ended up being profitable for the studio, but they had to make loads of shortcuts, And I mean, the, the, the casting, I can see why they'd get Van Dam for Guile. He didn't have yeah. the hairstyle. They changed the color of his tank top. Like he's wearing blue in this. There's some small changes. But I can see them thinking, do you know what? Street Fighter, let's get that Van Dam guy, Bloodsport kickboxer you know we can make the movie around him
1: yeah it's a martial arts type game it's a fighting game so getting someone who's a martial artist also makes sense I can see the logic I can, can see follow that. the that you can follow the line what they were thinking and he at the time was, was the biggest martial arts star on the planet absolutely he, he was he was blowing bigger up then yeah he was massive so I could I it all makes sense it's just when it comes to execution like you said the story is very different to the video games which is like the fans hated fighting video games are always a tough sell because in terms of video games it's almost always a tournament style so you're kind of hamstrung into writing the film in that same style so you need to quickly gather up an expansive cast which is another problem because you can't deliver that much backstory for most of the cast because you've got a time constraint uh and why are they joining this tournament why would they decide to join a tournament that's presumably this dangerous and what are their motivations and where are the governments why aren't they involved you know uh, so i get why but they've tried so many times they've done this they've done dead or alive they've done. Uh, multiple Mortal Kombats, including have you seen, the one from a few years ago. I was going
0: to ask, have you seen that one?
1: I have. I really enjoyed it.
0: Me too. I was going to say, I legitimately like that movie. It is getting a sequel, and also like like home release, like not theatrical. They're doing a series of Mortal Kombat Legends films, and the most recent one is focused on Johnny Cage, and they've cast Joel McHale, and they're building something, yeah. and they're good. They're good. So we're getting some good Mortal Kombat in the moment. But Street Fighter has kind of gone away. But going back to the casting, so yes, Van Damme 1994 makes sense. You'd see why they'd cast him. Kyla Minogue is Cammy White. Really? <laughs>
1: like She... I'm trying to think of where she was at the time. She's long past Neighbours at this point because I think she left Neighbours in the late 80s not, like, not I mean, into, she I, wasn't in, on, in the
0: 90s I could tell you where she was she was on the cover of Australia's People magazine and I know this because Stephen E. D. Souza was on a plane to Bangkok and saw her on the cover of the magazine and that was it get Callum and <laughs> on the phone
1: Wild, so I I guess she'd have been Because at the time. She was a bit, yeah, she was still big as a music star at the time. I can't recall any other film role she was doing at the time, or maybe either in general. No, but it would have been she had a history. Would he have known having seen her on the cover of Amazing? He saw in the the magazine,
0: recognized her, and that's why they went for another Australian in Holly Valance in the, the sequel they were trying to get made. Yeah, but this is Calum uh, Minogue '94. So this is before the gold hot pants. You know the music video spinning yeah, around. Yeah. You know where she had a big comeback.
1: Yeah, it's long just, before.
0: It's weird. What else? Do you know? What I'm thinking now. What? Where else did I see Calum Minogue pop up? Was she in the Biodome movie? You know the Paulie Shaw. Ah,
1: it's been a long time since I watched it. Possible, very possibly. I think she um, might be in that, but she
0: wasn't like you know doing lots of movies or
1: anything. She'd have no, an she's still doing pop more poppy stuff. This was before she did songs like "Confide in Me" and um, that one with Nick Cage. You know the, the where the wild roses lie or whatever it's called. Was that um, Wild at Heart that one? Yeah. Um, Either way, way though, cool mu- yeah. But, play so, the video so, game.
0: Look yeah, at a drawing a, of Cami. It is not a car- British only. character. <laughs> a British character, <laughs> Australian, close enough, I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For you know, for Americans, yeah, that's it's, it's. They did the same thing when they cast uh, British actors to play Australians in the um, Pacific Rim films. So, you know, it 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 happens, continuing to this day. It's it is what it is. But I, the funny thing is, like you said, if this was round the gold hot pants it makes sense because the uh street fighter fandom know cammy for her um bathing suit-esque costume and her great butt and great legs because you know as a martial artist she has strong legs like she is also a military-esque character like guile so again putting them together in a fighting force makes sense in the film i'll give that but yeah this is before. Kylie Minogue was known for her butt and the uh, Madame Tussauds wax figure (laughs) that is they had to continually repair the butt from people grabbing it.
0: Oh, really? See, it's before all of that. So as you were talking, I thought, I need to have a quick look, right? So she was doing music videos. You know, obviously she was releasing new songs, music videos. 1994, she was in an episode of The Vicar of Dibley, the UK sitcom. Huh. So the same year as Street Fighter. But then she's back to doing music videos. She's in a couple of music videos for Nick Cave. And then in 96, yes, she was in Biodome, where she plays a doctor. Dr. Ah. Petra von Kant. An episode of Men Behaving Badly, another English sitcom. Back to music videos. See, oh, actually, um, 2001, she played the Green Fairy in Moulin Rouge with Nicole Kidman, yeah, but I, rem- wasn- I remember that. She was
1: also in an episode of Doctor Who,
0: okay, there, we- yes, she was. I remember or that, with David Tennant, David- yeah, yes. when they're on
1: the Space Titanic,
0: but she wasn't actually acting. So, again, the director saw so her on the cover of an Australian magazine on a plane, Bangkok, Thailand, and he's like, Yep, that's that's, cammy. My,
1: that's my cammy, yep, 100, yeah. <laughs> Uh, funny, Ming Na Wen as uh, Chun Li makes sense. Um, you know, we know her as both Fennec Shand for Star Wars and the voice of Mulan. That's right. At the time she was on, <laughs> uh, yeah, as yeah, as uh, Agent May, of which he was like the badass. At the time though, she was on ER with George Clooney. Oh, in really? fact, she remarked, like, after this, she was afraid this movie hit was going to ruin her career, to which George Clooney said, oh, don't worry. It takes far more to uh, wreck your career. Him having been in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes in 1980
0: That's right. And he, that, he was actually in Return oh. of the Killer Tomatoes, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, was, he was in the sequel. But yes, and yeah. that would have been, what, three years before Batman and Robin, Batman when you'd yep. really get to feel her pain.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's funny. Cause yeah, she's, I'm not sure if she had any martial arts background at the time, but she was
0: Oh no, know, she did on a
1: super successful television show. Like ER was like one of the biggest things around at the time. So yeah. Uh, going for a swing. I guess she thought Jean-Claude Van Damme martial arts action movie off a video game franchise. It, a no-brainer. But yeah, she says, yeah, it's um it's hard for her to look back on because of like well she she's gotten over it now and she remembers it fondly but at the time she was like I've just destroyed tanked my career.
0: Yeah but I mean at, at the time yeah this movie can write yeah no she'd already got a career for herself you know TV film I mean she did a couple of episodes of the spawn animated series that's something that we've talked about maybe reviewing at some point and of course she yeah, had 98 she had mulan which came a couple of years after this um but it it could have been one of like it could have been not necessarily like a massive break for her but doing a street fighter film with van dam could have been really good for her career but she saw the footage and or she saw the film and she wasn't too sure <laughs> anymore yeah
1: yeah yeah, um, you know, they do try to pile everyone in. Uh, talking about Ryu, played by Byron Mann, who's in phenomenal shape. Man, is he in good shape in this movie. Uh, I kind of was shocked. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. you? He plays a villain in the middle of, uh, uh, like for the first few seasons of um, The Expanse. Like you don't know, he's oh, It's right. wow. like one of the fleet admirals, and he's really pushing to go to war with Mars. But he's like a major character for those first like three seasons um before his uh, character comes to their demise. So yeah, and so yeah, he is that I love that show. The expanse is phenomenal. I've read the books. But yeah, seeing him in this, where uh, he hasn't he seemingly hasn't aged a day in the face, but seeing the physical shape he was in, it's just like good lord, he uh he you know. Was in better shape than Van Damme, even like in terms of conditioning. Uh, oh, he's in great. Habit we knew he was on at the time.
0: Oh, well, there you go. But he's, yeah, he's in great shape in this for sure. You know, when he used to play the video game, my favorite character to play as was Blanca. Maybe it's because he looked like the Incredible Hulk with red hair. But whatever it was, he was my favorite character to play. What did this movie do to that character? Uh, he's such a cool, like, he has to savage be green, character.
1: But instead of doing, like, just having it there and not draw, draw attention to it, they try to give a story reason for it, and they terrible. swing and miss. And, just, and, and, and Dallas Tim, the... And... the main part is, like, a yeah. scientist, and then suddenly he's off screen. All his hair gets burned off, and he's... <laughs> The bold Dalson we're aware of. We're like, wait, what? Huh? Wait, what? What's going on? Well, the brow that they put
0: on him. I mean, go yeah. back to the 70s when they painted Lou Ferrigno Green. Looks so much better. What yeah, we get in this movie, it's bloody shocking. It's shocking. But then we're getting, you know, lots of characters popping up like Honda. It you was know, the characters that we know from the game are popping up, but the film just can't can't do them justice because the game is it's an ensemble yeah the movie's a van damme film yeah, so yeah straight it away is. it's like it's a different thing in 97 i'm saying 97 again in 95 when we got the mortal combat I mean, film it was yeah. an ensemble you got christopher lambert but he didn't overstep yeah. he had a great presence <laughs> i mean that is yeah. definitely the better of the two isn't yeah. it Yeah.
1: But they also put it in terms of a tournament as well, whereas this one tried to do it as, like you said, as an action film where there's this villain, Bison, and his army, and Jean-Claude Van Damme is an army guy trying to, like, bring him to justice, which I just want to bring this up while we're talking about it. Uh, Bison wants $20 billion with a B um, to release 20 hostages. Like, dude. Twenty—that's—that's that's a billion dollars ahead. No one's paying that. <laughs> these aren't these aren't these aren't like world leaders you've got. They're just people who you manage to capture. It doesn't make any sense to like doctors and stuff. Sure, but twenty billion, bro. Like, <laughs> calm me, calm me, your farm. Yeah. You're asking way too much. Yeah, it's like
0: Austin Powers, Doctor Evil. One, yeah, billion dollars.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except at least he had, like, he was threatening the world. Who's he threatening? 20 people? It doesn't make sense.
0: I mean, this movie doesn't take place in the real world. It's a cartoon. It doesn't. It's a live-action cartoon. It's very silly. the, The tone is interesting, right? The MPAA gave the first submitted cut of the film an R classification, which was way too high for Capcom who had stated from the start that it should be a PG-13 film. So, of course, this is in the U.S. After various cuts were made, a G rating was given, according to director De Souza, which he called the kiss of death. As no teenager wants to see a G-rated movie, they bumped it up to a PG-13 by having Van Damme add a swear word in post-production. So there you go. (laughs) That's how they managed to get it up to PG, PG PG-13. And just some of the cool visuals. There's
1: an R-rated card of this. Oh, which is
0: insane. And just some of the visuals show that, you know, for it to resemble a video game, the controls to Bison's floating desk are video game controls. And there's, there's a moment in the movie where a character is put in a container. It's got the Capcom. Logo, yeah, in, uh, in a barrel, and he's got Capcom yeah. on the top, you know, just referencing, referencing the game. I mean, there's a very known composer working on this film, Graham Revel. Some of his best known film scores include The Crow, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie from '95, from the Still Dawn, The Craft, The Saint, The Negotiator, Bride of Chucky, Titan AE, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider, Daredevil freder versus jason sin city i mean i could just keep going on i mean this guy has done so much and when released on home video in the united kingdom the soundtrack was given away free with every purchase of the vhs tape at branches of tesco for a limited period and on that there's a track straight to my feet by mc hammer so there you go. <laughs> he got a he got a pop song on there as well, which charted 57 in the UK. So there you go. I feel we've done it. We've we've talked about Street Fighter. If you're gonna rate it out of five.
1: I gotta come in at like a two. It's unfortunate, like um you can feel the cheap the the rush nature. I said uh, the, the behind the scenes issues with Jean-Claude Van Damme and the poor setup for what is a fighting game. Raul Julie is fantastic. He really is giving it his all. He actually studied footage of all these dictators and took a little bit from this guy and that guy to help it, like uh his performance and it was put in the background stuff of like the art that um like Adolf Hitler liked and certain hand gestures and stuff from Mussolini. so he really went above and beyond for the character and you can see that, but unfortunately, the film around him is terrible um the line delivery, it feels like they had maybe a single take to get it on, on the in camera. Um, and despite the the budget, which was fairly high at the time, the movie and product still somehow looks cheap. So, yeah, it's, unfortunately, that's got to come in like a two. How about yourself?
0: Yeah, two out of five. It's just not Mortal Kombat, is it?
1: It's no, a lesser it really film.
0: Isn't. Yeah, I mean, I was into it because it was Street Fighter. It was Jean-Claude Van Damme, but it just did not deliver at all there you go two out of five there's things to like not many but there's some yeah well that's it for episode all about street fighter
1: if you'd like to contact us about this episode or suggest a topic for an upcoming episode you can find us on facebook as sounds like comics podcast
0: you've been listening to luke and jay the guys from sounds like comics see you soon